So a few years back on uh, YouTube, there was a little video, uh, I think it was called the Marshmallow Test. So they would put a child uh, sitting in front of a table and a camera on the other side of the table. And they would put a marshmallow on a plate and they would tell the child, so we're going to leave this marshmallow on the plate. We're going to come back in five minutes. Uh, if the marshmallow is still there, right, if the marshmallow is still there in five minutes, uh, we'll give you 100 marshmallows, right? That's all you have to do, right? So you just sit at the table, just leave the marshmallow there. If the marshmallow is still there in five minutes, you get 100 of them. And then they, the adult or the scientist, whoever it was conducting the experiment, walks away, and then you just see that these very sick children, like their reactions to the thing, right? Some of them were kind of just staring at the marshmallow. And then time just seems to drag on five minutes, especially when you're a child. Feels like an eternity. And then you have others who kind of pick it up and start looking at it. And give it a little, kind of a lick. I'm not eating it. It's still going to be there, but I'm going to lick it. <laughs> All right, and then put it back. Others then, one kind of smartish child, picked it up and tried to hollow it out. So it's still there, but it's empty. <laughs> So you kind of just, kind of, just trying to kind of just trying to just try to take out the inside of the marshmallow and put it back, and then there was someone who just kind of looked at it and went, "I can't do this," and gone, you know. Uh, but I, I, when I think when I think of that video, or after seeing that video, it did, it did kind of remind me somewhat of our lives as Christians, when we are asked to make certain sacrifices now, but with the idea or the goal or the hope that we will receive something far greater. But later, for something something far greater, but later, and that's I think our our challenge or our uh, difficulty today in in saying no to something good. Now, obviously, we're not talking about sin. Sin should be avoided at all times, anyway, regardless. But even saying no to something even good now, but for something far greater later. Now, it does also include saying no to sin now, because uh, especially even the idea of sin uh, is historically a bit relative, as in there were times when people thought slavery was okay. There were times when even in certain countries, prostitution was considered relatively normal. Um, there, there were times even when you know, corporal punishment was the norm again. So, so <coughs> at times, <coughs> sin or violence, these things, now, don't get me wrong, do not misquote me here. I'm not saying sin is relative. I'm saying sin was perceived. Certain things were wrong, but were not perceived as such. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying these things were okay back then and they're not okay now. They were never okay, but they were more acceptable. So they were more acceptable in society. The Lord said, ask us, the Lord asked us then to renounce, obviously, all things that are sinful. But why? Why, why do that? Why renounce something that is sinful? Or then why renounce especially something that's actually good now? Like you, especially if that sinful thing is something that's not seen. If that sinful thing that we're asked to renounce now is something that's uh, private or personal, or if it's between you and a computer screen, or if it's a, a betting thing or online gambling, whatever it may be, or if it's just kind of a little bit of 
flirting outside of marriage or you know what if it's not it's not even like you know no one really knows what's the problem really is it really that bad why why say no why say no and that's something that, that I think the younger, younger generation find very very difficult today because they get things so quickly so easily that they don't even have to work for things uh, people of I'm not, not that my my era was was amazing or anything but like Ireland has changed a lot in the last couple of years but uh, when, we, when we were younger like uh, you had to save up for weeks or months if you wanted to buy a toy. If you even pocket money, by the way, was even then was a rarity. You didn't tend to get pocket money from your parents. You had to, you had to do something. You had to actually do, uh, commit this, this or engage in this action called work. It's a foreign concept to many young people these days. We have to actually do something with your body <laughs> that might help someone else, okay, called work. Um, so this is a normal thing, like where, and, but like even the toys you got, like if, if that toy broke, that was kind of it. You weren't going to really get another one until your next birthday or Christmas. Uh, things are very different these days now where if you cry enough, you pretty much get what you want as a child and you hope to do the same then as a young person and as a, as a teenager. And then you go into the work environment hoping that if you cry, you'll get what you want and that suddenly doesn't work anymore. <laughs> now you're having a crisis. Uh, so it's how, how then to, to, to learn to say no to myself now. Obviously say no to sin, but even saying no to things that, that, are, that are good, but for a greater good, for a greater good. This is, this is, a, this is a challenge, especially with, uh, as I say, in our culture now, which is so much more affluent, things are so much easier. It's so easier to get things. It's so, easier, so much easier to be entertained now than ever before. But the Lord asks this of us. So like we were talking yesterday <clears throat> about labor, leisure, and love, you know, how the Lord wants us to have balance in our lives. He wants, us, he wants us to work. He wants us to do something for our good and most especially for the building up of, of God's kingdom, for the service of others. Lo work teaches us to renounce ourselves, to overcome our own laziness, our own uh, comforts, and go serve others. But we also need to balance that with leisure. We don't just exist for, for, for hard slog. We're not communists. Uh, we also should be allowed to enjoy life. We should enjoy life. We should enjoy the beauty of creation that God has given us. <clears throat> okay, but... <laughs> Both of these oriented towards, towards real love, that both my labor and my leisure teach me how to love, teach me how to be grateful, teach me how to be joyful. With that then, always tempering those things, at times, yes, we'd have to say no to certain pleasures or joys or things that might be, in, things that might yeah, make, me, make me joyful, renouncing those in favor of a greater good. That might be in favour of the greater good of another person, but ultimately all of these things are in favour of the greatest good, me learning self-control in order to help me get to heaven. So the Lord does ask of us that, that we renounce our will. This isn't possible without faith. There is no way I will renounce my will in favour of his. There is no way I will renounce any legitimate pleasure in, in, in order to obtain something greater. There is no way I will do any of this without faith. 
why would I say no to something now? On the possibility that I might get something later, like that, like that, that child with the marshmallow, you know? Why would I renounce this now? I mean, I can just have this marshmallow now. Who knows if they're, if they're, if they're lying? Who knows if, if I actually will get 100 marshmallows for renouncing this one for five minutes? Who knows? Maybe it's just better eat it now or lick it or get as much as I can from it now. Why not just, you know, squeeze as much pleasure as I can from life now? Who knows if this whole heaven thing will actually come true? The Lord promises us. He who wants to be a follower of mine, let him renounce himself, take up his cross and follow me. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I have gone and prepared you a place, I will come back for you, that where I am, you may be too. These are divine promises. So whatever the Lord is asking of us today, whatever work, whatever uh, service, whatever the Lord is asking, even then the, 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 the good things, <clears throat> ice cream suddenly appears in the kitchen and I can have one or I can have you know, 17 slices of, of ice cream. No one will know if I renounce the second slice. Nobody will know. I mean, I get my dessert. I don't have to. I wouldn't necessarily have to go for seconds. I can just make a little sacrifice and say, Lord, just in a hidden way, to say, Lord, I, I offer this for you, for whatever greater good you have in store for me. We had someone in the community a couple of years back who, whenever they were making a sacrifice, they would say, Lord, I unite this silently to the cross. The only thing was she said it out loud every time. <laughs> so she'd be sitting down and she'd say, I'm not going to put sugar in my tea, Lord, I'm going to unite this silently to the cross now. <laughs> and like the whole dining room would hear. Uh, that's not the best way of doing it. Uh, but within yourself and not saying it, uh, Lord, I, I renounce this and I unite it silently to the cross. Lord, may you form of my heart the heart of someone who trusts in you, the heart of someone who has faith in you, the heart of someone who <coughs> believes that you will provide for our every need. Amen.